Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry, and I'm here with Max as per usual, but you may see a face that's unfamiliar to this channel. But yeah, he, you may notice him from somewhere else, though, because he's done videos for the Liverpool Echo, and uh, he also does video, uh, he's part of the EFC jury for the Liverpool Echo. He's, uh, yeah, he's an experienced guy. So uh, we're going to welcome Tom to the fold. Uh, Tom, how's it going, man? Welcome. Going good, yeah. And I just wanted to, it's a pleasure to be part of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Tom is going to be uh, joining, joining us a little bit more, more regularly as we, as we kind of uh, plow through the summer, and, uh, which is awesome. Another voice, which is, yeah, we, we need that. Always good. Yeah, it means less talking for me. Hey, um, we have a pretty packed show for uh, for a week in which there's really well there's no there's no Everton match. <laughs> so uh, let me go ahead and run everything down for the podcast people, the people who are listening and not seeing us. Uh, so we're going to talk about Marcel Brands to start off with because he's in, folks. He's going against what a lot of people said. All the insider information was like, no, he's going to stay. No, whatever. He's here, and it's awesome. And it's really good things. We're going to talk about that because we should have done it already. Uh, so next we're going to talk about Silva because it's looking like he's going to be the coach. And I say coach and not manager. And we'll talk about that in a little while as to why I say that. Um, but yeah, uh, what do we feel about Silva? Because I've actually seen a, it's a pretty hot debate on the social media, what people are um, saying. So, do you think he's going to turn into the next Martinez though? That's because have you seen my because I've, re- I've recently published an article on him. You know, I, I did me digging and I looked around his, his managerial career, and I'm fairly confident. Particular, I think I pin a lot of my hopes on the director of football, and I feel like get that I'm the director of football was my main priority. So the, I mean, I've took my foot off the gas a little bit with you know how picky I am with who I want to be the manager, but I don't think Silva would be this calamity that everyone makes it out it would be what, what's the opinions on that one then yeah yeah many yeah. people people are kind of because he got relegated with Holland sacked by Watford I think people have jumped on that and thought well if he's not good enough for them mm-hmm. why is he good enough for us but mm-hmm. personally I think he hasn't been given a squad good enough to prove himself yet not in England anyway but um, I think he has got something to prove he showed promise in the Premier League before he's got the experience he's played all the teams in the Premier League and he uh, that's more that you can say for uh, some of the other candidates. So I think mm-hmm. it would be a good choice, in my opinion. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with him. He's been my first choice all along, to be honest, since Kuma yeah. left. Nice. That was actually one of my questions. So we'll get to we'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit as well. Yeah. Um, and lastly, we are we had to hurry last week when we were doing our player ratings for our strongest eleven because my my uh, my memory card was running out, and mm. and I had to hurriedly go through yeah, the end. Yeah. Fire, fire everything else. Yeah, it was it was a uh, yeah. So we we need to analyze uh, the squad a little bit more. So we're going to do some squad analysis and try to figure out where our priorities will lie in the transfer window, which is open already. Mm-hmm. It's it already open. This is crazy, and uh, you know I think it's pretty predictable that we wouldn't have anybody in by now. You know, mm-hmm. we're 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 worried about some other stuff, but uh, yeah, we'll go into that. <laughs> Let us begin with uh, with bronze. I, just for the people who have been living under a rock. 
Uh, he was a director of football with AZ Alkmaar and with PSV. He stayed at uh, AZ Alkmaar for five years and with PSV for eight years. So he's not a guy who likes to move around every year. All right, this guy likes to get comfortable. That's awesome. Uh, he also brought in the likes of uh, Musa Dembele, Graziano Pele, uh, Sergio Romero, and Ragnar Klavan for, uh, for AZ Akmar. And for PSV, he brought in Dries Mertens, Georgino uh, Wijnaldum, Kevin Strutman, Devi Proper. I mean, he brought in a lot of talent for, for some, some of the smaller, I mean, they're larger Dutch clubs, but compared to some of the other mm. clubs in England, I mean, these, a lot of these players have moved on to bigger clubs. Almost all of them have. Exactly. So yeah. uh, not just that, he, uh, <clears throat> and, and he, brought them, he brought them success, those two clubs. He brought them success, and he uh, revamped their youth structure. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy, uh, Chelsea, we're speaking with last year. And, and the last thing, which I think is really key, he's got connections to uh, Mino Raiola. All right? There's a lot to like here. So, yeah, that name keeps popping off a lot more often, doesn't it, <laughs> on these podcasts? Yep. Mino Raiola. I think uh, I'm absolutely delighted with it. I can't really express how happy I am with the fact that Everton have gone about the business really swift and particularly getting a new director of football. And I think, because as you say, I think a massive factor that, that, that comes into it is he likes to get comfortable at clubs. He likes to shake clubs up and he likes to put his own stamp on them. And Everton Football Club at the minute is definitely a club in need of a, a shake-up. You know, we've, we've saw from this season how... Um, how sour we've got how stale really and, and how toxic the club's become so as and as jerry said there the the amount of players that he's brought in that you know i, I went back when i was on the talk sports a few days ago i said you know some of these players that have come in they are if not they're about world-class players so he certainly got the network to pick up these these talented players and hopefully we can see a couple of them come up for everton yeah, definitely. Definitely, Marcel Brands is a big name. I think we needed a long-term vision, and um, he obviously with him sticking around for quite a while at those clubs, he's he's going to be the man to stick around for a while with us and take us take us forward as a club, which is what we need—a long-term vision. Because obviously, Sam Allardyce was just a bit of a panic measure, but now we can take the club forward, and I think Everton fans are excited by that. And it is exciting that uh, he's got he's obviously got the connections, and he's he's a professional. Man who's used to the European level, European scene. He's got he's got the connections, and hopefully he'll be good for us. Yeah, yeah. He is literally the most exciting signing for me that we'll have all season, all summer long, all window. He's the most exciting thing for me, <clears throat> you know. And I, I and I know there's a chance we could get some, you know, uh, the manager. People will say that or that's a big name. Well, actually, from what I'm hearing. It's less of a managerial role and more of a coach role because the director of football, it, it sounds like Bronze is going to be actually the director of football. We have somebody yeah. who's done this before. He knows, he has experience, and he said he really wants to get involved. Style of yeah. play. He even said he wants to get involved with the kits. And I'm yeah. so down with that. All right? So that's, that's far. fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great to see, as you say, he's experienced in the role. I mean, you know, with Steve Walsh when it was his first crack at anything of that level, really, because, you know, and to be honest, i just like to say on Steve Walsh, I am rather surprised that he's been booted and kicked from, from the club. However, I think it just goes to show, you know, how serious we're taking this whole restructure of the club. 
Um, I think I'm for the, having a director of football. I think the model is brilliant. I was just having a little look at, you know, names are kind of irrelevant. I'm just using clubs in an example. I had a look at some of the clubs that have, the, you know, the model in place and, so, you know, the clubs that are popping up. Chelsea, Leipzig, Juve, Sevilla, Man City, Atletico, with the exception of Leipzig. And, I mean, obviously they had their incredible rise in German football, but all of those teams have won something within what? I think with the exception of Sevilla, it's been this season. Each of those clubs have won something this season. So I think anyone who has the doubts about, you know, having a director of football, I think, you know, you really need to broaden your horizons and see, you know, it's a it's a model that's consistent going forward and it should bring us success, really. Tom, uh what are you thinking about the uh, the whole director of football model? Um, I do know, I mean, I've seen a lot of people that are very, very intelligent Everton supporters just not have any faith in it, and they're not they're not about it at all. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think people are kind of stuck in the ways a little bit about it, thinking like traditional way of just having a manager who does everything. But um, I think it is time to move forward for those people and time to kind of think you've got to have someone in charge of the team, the team only, because that's a massive job like the, the past job of the manager was was incredible they kind of had everything on their shoulders and all the responsibility whereas this kind of evens it out a little bit it gives people different responsibilities and kind of makes the club a bit more balanced and able to do more more things so i think it's definitely definitely a role that needs to be filled and i agree with what, what max said about steve walsh i don't think he was that awful to be booted but um he, he, he did an all right job some of his signings may have been questionable and I, th- I do think Marcel Brands is definitely better than he was, but I do think he should be given some kind of role in the club because he wasn't as awful as some people made him out to be. Yeah, I, I'm guessing it wouldn't surprise me if we offered him a scouting role and he said no. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's a, it's a step backward, <clears throat> and especially if he felt like he did a good job. If he's sitting there thinking, hey, I did well, why are you demoting me? You know what I mean? He may actually feel that way. You know, when you're when you're in the heat of it and you're in the and you've just yeah. done the job, you still are thinking about all the good things rather than the drawbacks. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's in, you know. I'm gonna say doesn't that sound just like Sam Allardyce though? You know what I mean? And I don't yes. mean that kind of. <laughs> I don't mean that as a humorous side comment. I think, I think you know, at some point in the season, a lot of reports came out. That you know, amongst the the coaching staff and behind the scenes, everyone was kind of take credit for different things, and yeah. there seemed to be a big clash of egos that was going on at the club. And obviously, with us getting someone experienced in that director of football role to come into the club, as you say, this indicates a huge change for us. And I think it, it's as um, as Tom said, there it's very much a European. It's a it's a change of system. It's a very much a European thing. I think that. The, the British and you know the the Premier League in particular haven't really talked to, but as as I said there, you know the, the examples of it being very successful and hopefully you know carries us to successes. You know what I really like about the director of football role is that if you if your director of football is working with a coach and you've established a really nice system, you got that system in place, and the coach decides, you know what, I need to leave, I'm going to go to this other club. The director of football will still be there when 
when the man if the if the coach decides to up and leave after a couple years, we actually have that stability. So we're not we'll mm-hmm. never get in a position, hopefully, unless the director of football is not working out. We'll never get in a position where we had this manager who was basically the face and the personality of everything of our club. And then they leave and all of a sudden we have to rebuild all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that to me, that's a that's a sign of, of, of people trying to find stability for a club. Uh, mm. And I think that's that's phenomenal. That's huge. Not to quote Roberto Martinez, but phenomenal. Yeah. So, mm. <laughs> um, so where do we think the instant impact is going to be? All right, because we have not had a coach appointed yet. So, is it possible that Bronze is getting in there and wanting to be a, a voice as as part of that process? Because I've heard he is. Okay. So, is the coach going to be his first instant impact, or is it going to be first team players? Or will we see it with youth players or the youth structure? Where's the, what's the most obvious? You think the when we finish the first season of of bronze, where are we going to say that was the the biggest, most obvious impact? Got to be the manager, surely. Got to be the most important one. I think um, the manager is going to be the biggest decision of the season, and that's going to come in the next few days. And whatever whatever happens there is going to dictate the rest of the decisions, in my opinion. Anyway, I think. Yeah, he has a big, big role, Marcel Brands, but in terms of the manager, mm-hmm. that's his main, that's his big one. And if he can get that right, then all the other decisions will come with it, hopefully. Well, I think I think with Brands, obviously, because we, you know, we've seen examples of, of the size of his network and you know the players that his availability that you know he manages to lure to clubs. And I think the the, the biggest thing for me is. Is going, you know, the players that we bring in, what caliber and what profile are they going to be at? You know, mm-hmm. we are we going to be signing players of their prime that can smash through this barrier and help us compete? You know, with the big six, or are we going to make a, a lot of uh, you know youthful signings or players of a kind of a you know a kind of a tidy sum that can make a, a squad impact? I saw Neville Southall recently come out and said, you know, we should have done that. Last summer, really, we shouldn't have bought the, the the amount of players that we should. We should have bought, you know, two world class players that could kind of carry the teams in, t- in terms of how many goals they score and how many assists. But um, hopefully, I'm I'm hoping that's the case. I hope he, with the the caliber that he is, I hopefully that he brings in players at that level. Yeah, I'm under the impression that he has he has known he was probably coming for a while. And additionally, he's been in discussions with Mashiri and all them. So I think if he ends up, if we end up appointing Silva, it's because he's known about it for a while and he's totally fine with it. And he thinks that Silva can, can coach and, and that they can work together. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why I, I, I sort of think that uh, the thing that for me is the unknown is who he's going to bring in. All right. Um, but as far as instant impact, so I, for me, it's like if he appoints Silva, it's kind of like, well, I feel like that's who Mashiri wanted for a while. Is that really yeah. Bronze or is that Mashiri? It's hard to tell. You know, if, if Bronze was like, no, I do not want Silva there, we would not be appointing him. Right? Mm. So on the one hand, I got to, I got to say, yes, I mean, that's the first big decision Bronze is going to make. But, but how much of a decision was that actually, was actually his? And so, uh, yeah, and honestly, uh, yeah, I, the thing that is in doubt for me are players. What Are we getting Justin Clivert? You know, mm. he's with Raiola. 
you know, and he's from he's from uh, Ajax, so you know he's from the Dutch league. So uh, mm-hmm. we are listed as being one of the main contenders for Clivert, along with I would, Roma. I would, I would love that. What? I I, I, I love Justin Clivert. He was um, I'm not I'm not one to come out and openly admit that I'm a you know a a play FIFA and a play football manager, but he was <laughs> one of my very first signings for Everton on football manager this year. Yeah. Um, he's he's a, he's a fantastic talent and. I think obviously with with the Dutch league being the way it is, I think I was writing kind of um, me player grades. I think that article will be will be out sometime soon. But uh, I was writing me player grades, and I was I came across Davy Class, and of course, obviously when he's come over, he's been expected to be the you know the next best best thing that's come out of Ajax's academy, and obviously with the the line of youth products that they have and and the quality that they're of, there's a host of them. You know, you've got um, Casper Dolberg who, who's come through. You've got Matt. I can't pronounce his first name. But I think it's basically Dutch for Matthew, but Delict. Oh yeah. You got Frank, Frankie De Jong. You know, there's a host of, of really talented players, particularly at Ajax, and obviously he'll have a, a wealth in knowledge of the Dutch league himself. So yeah. it really it wouldn't surprise me if we go back there. Yeah. Um. I want Zayek. Yeah. He just, I just, I, 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 I wanted him like a couple of years ago, you know, when he was, mm. yeah, and I, I'm watching him and he just looks potent. He looks like something we don't have that could, that could, you know, slot in if for some reason, you know, we want to put cigarettes in somewhere else. Putting Zayek in the middle, but have a quick little guy who can, who can combine play and skilled yeah. and just... I, the guy gives a good YouTube video. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> if you determine things solely by YouTube videos, this guy should be playing for Barca. Just saying. Yeah. It's because <laughs> that's how it works, right? Uh, mm. So, um, one last question. There are some other players who are connected to us, like Irving Lozano and things like that. This isn't really a transfer video um, because the, the, the transfer rumors have not really been very firm. So we're going to wait until a little bit later to do those. But, um, yeah, it's exciting, the fact that they seem very specific shouts based on bronze. Um, mm. Yeah, and more based on him rather than Silva, which is interesting. So, yeah. Um, so last thing, how long is he going to stay? Prediction That's time. The That's the question <laughs> with Everton these days, isn't it? You don't know if it's going to turn into a, another club overhaul this time next year, but... I've got a good feeling about this one. I think he, I think obviously you know continuity is kind of in his character mm-hmm. almost. I think that's a fair shout. I feel like he's going to be here for a long, long time, and I think we're going to reap the rewards of that. Yeah. All right, Tom, what do you think? Surely he's not going to he's not going to leave after the season. This is a long term project. I'm sure he's been thinking about for a while. Even when he was in his previous job, probably will be in contact before that, and he will have been planning things out and. Uh, I'm sure if if things didn't go to plan this season, then he wouldn't want to jump ship. Jump ship. Um, he would want to just carry on and just uh, kind of. He would want to carry on and show his durability as well. He'd want to show he's he's a. He wouldn't just jump ship. Things were going wrong. Bronze is going to be here for seven years. You heard it here. Oh. That's what's happening. <laughs> All right, God, seven years. To the you don't know how I came up with that number. I took the oh. fact that he was at PSV for eight years, Alkmaar for five years, and I picked a number in between that was either six or seven. <laughs> Fair show. Fair show. <laughs> That's logic. So scientific, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but honestly, I do think he's the kind of guy that's going to stick for a while, and I think, if possible, he's going to want to stick 
past Bramley Moore actually, you know, coming to fruition. I think he's going to want to be around past that. So yeah. that's that's my real thinking behind all that. Um, so anything else on bronze, guys? I'm excited. I think he's awesome. Nope. It's all good. Yeah. Same, really. Yeah, he's definitely going to play. He's definitely going to stay until the stadium comes around because that's why he's been brought in, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's why he's there. To, to take us into the new stadium and to progress the club to the point where we're not just going to jump into a new stadium and be eighth in the Premier League, where we're going to go to the new stadium as an established top side. Yeah. And that's why he's come in. He wouldn't, he wouldn't leave early, even if things were difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Pro, uh, project club, baby. Yeah. Bring it on. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll be... I don't know. I feel like with him, we gotta we got to be patient, though. I don't mm. know if this is instant... So uh, that's it for uh, Marcel Bronze is in at Everton. That's our that's our segment. Uh, yeah, it's good things. Uh, so guys, I, it's looking like Silva's going to be our guy. Right? I think a, a lot of people. There were rumors that Bronze may want Emery. But then he just got, he, he's, he's Arsenal's guy now, all right? So uh, it's looking like it's going to be Silva. There are, there are some other rumors. We'll get to those in a second, all right? So, but, um, so I, I've actually seen a lot of disagreement about Silva, though, online. And we can get into that uh, in just a second. But what is your, you, you mentioned it earlier in, for the podcast. But for this, what is your knee-jerk reaction to this appointment? Right. Knee jerk. Mm. Do you say? Do you say yes? Let's get that guy, or eh? We can do better. Well, I think you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Really, I think we're we're not in the position to be, you know, going to the likes of Uconti's. And I mean, I know Tushel's gone to PSG now, but we couldn't. We, you know, we're not in the position to try to take our pick. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to. You know, we're, we're not. We're not. We're not. Uh, I'm not going to say we're, we're not as good as we think we are because I think a lot of Evertonians are well aware of the situation that we're in. And you know, as Tom said earlier, you know, we're eighth in the Premier League and at the minute, yeah. it's it's it not it's not all you know it's not all rosy. But I think if if Silva was to come in, I, I said earlier, you know, the director of football is the main priority, and we've got that sorted. So the the manager who comes in obviously will reap the benefits of the you know the pedigree of the director of football. I think he'll open Silver to a whole new network that obviously he didn't get at the likes of Wofford and he didn't get at the likes of Hull. So yeah. I think I'm happy with it. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, yeah it's, I'm, I'm the same here. I think of the names that we've been linked with and of the names that were available to us, like kind of not out of our reach, Marco Silver will be my preferred option. And I think it was, it was kind of publicised throughout last season when Cuban was sacked that Silva was going to be our number one choice and if it weren't for the complications and if Wofford would have let him go then he would have been the one appointed instead of Sam Allardyce he was our first choice and uh, I've, I kind of backed that straight away I thought I saw his potential at Hull and Wofford and I thought um, he wasn't given a squad good enough to kind of show his managerial kind of his potential really I don't think he's, he's shown that in England yet anyway I think we could be the club to um, kind of show his attributes and a club he could thrive at, really, and show how good he really is. I don't think he, he showed that whole lot of Watford. Uh, he was not my first choice going into this. No. You know, it just wasn't. Um, however, and, and some of the other people that I sort of wanted have gradually gone off to other jobs 
or have proven have have proven difficult to sign. You know, I was really looking at Fonseca. I really liked Fonseca. Yeah. Uh, he interviewed with West Ham, and then he signed a new contract with Shakhtar. Uh, and the rumor was that either a he was he was using the Premier League clubs to to figure out how much money he could get at Shakhtar. Mm. So we've we've been there before, uh, Arnautovic. Uh, <laughs> but we, so we've been there before, but. But also, I've heard a, there's a there's a rumor that maybe, and I've seen this on Twitter from a lot of people, that maybe he he was asking for a release clause to Champions League clubs. So if that's the case, I don't really, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of that. I just go ahead and say mm-hmm. it. Uh, that that annoys me. Um, I, here's the deal. I think if we appoint Silva, they are thinking this is the best possible option for us. I don't think. I mean, I don't think they're. I just don't think. Brand, bronze is not going to allow a stupid appointment. He's just not. I yeah. trust him. What what you guys have said, I totally echo. Bronze says it's cool. I'm in because I, I trust him. And why? Just because he has proven success. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Um. There's there's arguments to be made. Oh, he got relegated with Hull. Well, if you saw what he did at Hull, he actually made them better. Yeah, if you saw if you saw the, the you know the position, I think they were bottom of the league and the position that they, they were left in when he came in. Yeah, I, I, pretty hopeless. And the style of play he employed as well. I think uh, obviously he got Nias on loan and a, a couple of other good signings. There was Markovic from Liverpool and then Grzyzki, who I thought was a good player as well. Oh, yeah. He really put, put Paul on the front foot, which was a, a very difficult job because they were bottom and they were they were pretty awful. And then he got them on the front foot to get a team. In such a predicament on the front foot like that is is what impressed me really. Yeah, yeah, yeah and at at Watford, I mean, I think we have to agree the fact that you know he they were cruising till till we wanted him. Yeah, they, they were doing quite. They were doing quite well, weren't they? I think they were kind of in and about um, sixth, seventh place. And I mean, I know it was only quite early in the season, but. For Watford, that you know, that's considerably good. And you look at the the, the style of play that he, the, again, it's kind of echoing Tom's point of that you know he employs this kind of style of play and he trusts players with roles and responsibilities that really gets the best of them. Um, I think the best example of that at Watford is is Decore. If you if you look yeah. at Olivier Decore and the kind of explosive football, I, I kind of watched Decore and I, I've I've thought that is a role and a job that Gay could fit perfectly. You know, the kind of explosiveness, the, you know, getting on shots on the end of the box, you know, kind of not completely being a forward-thinking midfielder. But, you know, we, we all know ourselves that Gay, although he's it's, it's thought of as a defensive midfielder, he loves to have an re- attacking responsibility and he loves to dig from outside the box. And I think that'll employ faith in Gay. I think if Silva came in, it'd give a lot of faith to the lot of all the lads themselves, really, because I was reading up on his time as Olympiacos and... That was when I think he went on an absolutely incredible run. I think it was like a 17 win streak, and he his his man management was praised to no end. And I think this Everton squad, particularly after the season that they've been through, obviously the turnover of managers have been high, the confidence will be low, and for a man manager to come in there to restore the confidence, I think that's what they need. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree. So, uh, speaking of Watford. They're still not happy with us. No. Uh, so they they made a complaint uh, that we uh, we tapped up Silva. Okay, um, 
we responded by, I think, initially trying to say, hey, here's some money. All right, here's a million pounds. We're trying to be nice. Here you go. Now, I don't think they, they were cool with that. I think they wanted a lot more than a million. Mm. Right? So they said no. So we responded by saying, you know what? You can't have that. You know what? We also have proof <laughs> that you tapped up Silva from Hull. Right? Yeah, and uh, my, my, my thing is that is where the, where the club found that out. Obviously, it's got to be from Marco himself. And yep. That 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 shows that he wants the job. I think he clearly wanted the job while he was at Watford, and it's very, obviously as a manager and a, a, a tactician, you, you know you're thinking ahead of time, you're thinking into the future, and you're thinking you know who's interested. Obviously, his head was turned, and he's going to think what he can do with Everton, and you know obviously he's been also work for a while, so Everton's obviously going to be a club that's been on his mind and on his mind a lot, and he's been going to be thinking about what he where he can take the club and what he can do with the club, and he wants the job. And I've got, I've got no, nothing against that at all. If he's keen, then all for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to pay Watford, guys? <laughs> because it seems like, well, from what I'm reading, there is no legal reason why we can't go ahead and appoint Silva. Right? There's no legal reason why we can't do that, apparently. Uh, however, there's a chance we may want to eventually do business with him one day, ever again, you know, at some point. So uh, it could be we we may go back and say, oh, you know what, here's a little bit more money. But if that's the case, and they don't take that, it just may we just may appoint him, and it may go to a tribunal, you know. Yeah, it's a sticky situation, isn't it? Yeah. I think uh, especially with us being in for Richarlison, he's probably the most prized asset as well. Is is it? I think there's no chance of that if we get Mark oh. Silver. I think they're, um, they've definitely got to be in the bonnet of us at the moment, and um, that what that move would be off. But um, no, I think um, it, it's a dispute that has to be settled. It's a, it is a bit of a sticky situation, but if he's our man, we will stick that out. We will pay the compensation, and I think it will be worth it in the end. Hopefully, anyway. And uh, you guys see the fake quote that came out from Decore. Uh, it was it was all over Twitter. There was this quote from Decore that said, "Everton, no, that's not a step up for me. That's a sideways move." And he's ba- it's fake. It's not real. If you've seen that quote, it's not Decore. That's somebody else. All right, just saying. And I mean, now that I found that up, it's out. It's sort of funny. <laughs> but but yeah. So I mean, honestly though, if I think if we appoint him, we can wave wave bye bye to. Uh, Watford transfers for a while, at least until yeah. something gets settled. Um, yeah. The newest question, from what I'm hearing, everyone is saying that we have not appointed a manager, but we're close to Silva, but that's our first choice. But at the same time, we're also considering uh, how, okay, uh, a good young English manager over at Bournemouth. Um, so... If you had to choose between one of the one or the other, all right, what do you pick? That's a tough. That it is, is isn't I, it? I, I think that's quite a tough one. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I think there are more positives than negatives for both. Really, I think both try and play the right type of football, and both kind of give young players opportunities. Um, I think I'm gonna. Just play it safe and go with Silver. Really, um, he's he's a winner, isn't he? he he's won he's won leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, he, well, obviously he's he's won technically, but the exception of um, when it is time in England, he's won leagues wherever he's. I'll say saying that. Sorry, he didn't win. He won the uh, 
the Portuguese Cup in Portugal. But again, he's kind of, he's won every something everywhere he's been, with the exception of England. Mm-hmm. So I think on that success based, silver. Yeah, silver for me too, definitely. I think um, Eddie Howe, as much as I respect what he's done with Bournemouth, I think he's a very good manager with them. But I do think at that level, he should probably stay. Because trying to take trying to take us into Europe, I don't think he has experience of that whatsoever. And with with a small team like that, with a with all respect, with all due respect to Bournemouth, with, with a kind of squad with their ability, he's kind of maybe overachieved with them, and that's incredible as as a manager for him. But I don't think to take the next step into Europe with us, he, it, it's on no ground to him. And I do think it would be a little step, a little bit of a step too far, maybe. Yeah, um, I think they're pretty even for me. Um, I do think you have to look at Hal's Premier League experience, which he does have more. And he has managed to keep Bournemouth up, and he has built oh, yeah. he has built that program. He has done a phenomenal job, uh, and I do think he would want the job, which is part of it. You know, Silva seems to want this, uh, and I yeah. think Hal would want it, as far as my understanding. Um, here's the determining factor for me, and this is kind of weird. In the past, I've I've talked about uh, Silva's connection to uh, Mendez. All right, the agent. It's not actually his agent. Technically, technically, his agent is Carlos Gonçalves. All right. However, I found an article from a couple years ago that said Silva is close to Mendez. Okay, and it was when he was taking the Hull job. It said that right now they don't. They're not a well-stocked group, and not a whole lot of signings, and they need a lot. However, considering his connections, he had faith that it would be. It would he would start reaping the benefits of that connection soon. Mm-hmm. That connection, okay, the connection to to Mendez to me is similar to that connection to Raiola and just having anything we could just to possibly bring in more players. To me, that's a little bit of a tiebreaker because I like them both equally. You know, I yeah. think they both have good good positive uh, things about them. You know, one is more proven in the Premier League. One has more silverware. You know what I mean? It's tough. I, yeah. So that's my that's my tiebreaker. Okay. Mm. Um, so yeah. Uh, anything on the, else on this, guys? Anything at all? Feeling good? Not really. Not really. I, I just just want to say I'm actually glad Everton are taking pragmatic forward steps with this and getting it all sorted before you know the World Cup starts and before preseason. I think that's great. Yep. Yeah, it definitely needs to be done. It needs to be done. It's a difficult summer because it's a bit, it's a big summer of change for us. But there's a limited time to do it around the World Cup, especially with kind of signing players that make, maybe makes things more difficult. And it, it will be a hard summer. One way we need to get things done, we're in a difficult situation. But I do think it will be a big summer for us and we'll, we'll be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get behind Silva. And I think you guys are too. So uh, if he is the guy... Uh, let's just hope he's ready because I think he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's sick of not managing. Mm. And I think he, he sees the end of his Watford tenure as being misrepresentative of him as a manager. So let's hope he's ready to work, all right, if, yeah. he, if he's the guy. So, uh, yeah, that's it for, uh, for our Marco Silva yay or nay segment. We all say yay for the hmm. most part. Uh, last week, 
David, Max, and myself did our player ratings, uh, end of season player ratings, to try to figure out who our starting 11 was. All right, uh, and to be honest with you, there were some surprises, uh, and I think that taught us that we have some holes in the squad based on those surprises. Um, so I went back and did all the math on <laughs> on all of these uh, all these player ratings, and I got to be honest with you. Um, Way too much time. Way more time than I was planning on spending on this. Um, I even went, I even analyzed the squads of the other, the, the top six teams to figure out how many keepers they keep on their squad, how many center backs, all that stuff, just to kind of yeah. get an idea of what we actually need. All right? Mm. And, uh, and one of the things I noticed before I get into this is a lot of it depends on your manager's approach. Your head coach, what what is who's in charge? Because if you look at Liverpool, you don't look at how many strikers they have. They have forwards. You know what I mean? It's not really yeah. strikers per se. Uh, mm. But I think we'll. So I think we have strikers though, and so that just changes things. So um, so yeah. So I went through our prioritization list based on the lowest grades, and also based on depth. Because that's the thing. Just because something grades pretty low. We could actually be pretty deep at that position. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for instance, uh, yeah, there, you'll, you'll just see as we go. All right. So right now, as our number one priority, I have left back as our number one priority this season. All right. And one of the big things I think we had, we had talked about Baines being able to start, but not every game, and us having no real backup depth. The main Backup depth that we have is Anthony Robinson, and we're not completely sure if he can handle Premier League yet. Mm. You know, we have no idea. Um, and now the story comes out today that Baines may be headed to LA to either play with LAFC or LA Galaxy. And in this room, this could be a rumor that's just come out because he's on vacation in LA. I've seen people mention that yeah. on Twitter. It could be, but or it could be real. You know, um, he's getting older. Who knows? So either way. We might, we definitely need a starting left back, and we might need a little more depth there as well. So we yeah. may see, uh, we may see Bronze bring in two left backs to compete for that starting position. I mean, we guys agree that it, that's probably our biggest need. Um, I think that I think to say it's our biggest need is possibly quite harsh on Baines, considering how good Baines has been since he's come back in, but. It, I, I think it's a case of when you take Baines out of that team, you see how much of a hole that leaves. Yeah. And that, that is worrying, obviously. With, you know, he's in his 30s now. Um, just I've, to, I've just to be clear, Max, I wanted to say, uh, only reason I say biggest thing is Baines can't play every match this yeah, season because no, he's older. I, I, That's yeah. No disrespect I, I, to Baines, one of my favorite players ever. So just no, to no, throw I, that I, out there. I, I agree completely. I know you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that about Baines, yeah. but... I just I think um, I think strikers another one obviously you know we got Tosin in but I felt you know we didn't replace Lukaku and look at the hole that kind of left in 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 the in the side in terms of shots on goal and and goals scored obviously Tosin coming in now is um, is good for us but we're still having to you know we're still having to to play Umar to run his socks off to give us something different and maybe that might be an area where we need to improve on that. There's a few areas I think of equal measure that needs a, a lot of attention, and as I say, I think the, the whole squad in general needs a complete shake-up. Mm. 
Mm. I think the wingers, I think uh, wingers is a big priority as well that needs to be sorted. I think Balassi wasn't the best since, since coming back, and obviously I know that may take time with him, some take longer than others, but when we, when we were bringing him off, when he wasn't playing well enough, we were bringing people on like Calvert-Lewin, who's obviously not a winger, and we sent, we got rid of all our wingers last season as well. Like we, um, Since Allardyce said we need a bit of a clear out, we kind of got rid of all our wings. We sold Adel Lennon, sent Luckman out on loan, and obviously Onyakuru was out on loan with Anderlecht as well. And we were short of wingers in the end, even though there was they were there in the, in the squad overall. But I think that is, we possibly need to bring a couple of them back and keep hold of them, if, if not sign some others, because I do think that was a shortage at the end of the season. Mm. Yeah, I uh, genuinely feel like wingers, if we don't start Lookman opposite Walcott, which I feel like that should be a real possibility, uh, we need somebody to possibly compete with Lookman for that other wing position. You know, And we just don't have much depth at wing, period. You know, We just don't. Now, I think a lot of this is going to depend, like I mentioned earlier, what our, our manager slash head coach, whatever, does. Uh, what formation does he favor? Uh, Silva liked to run a, a kind of a different type of formation. He would have more of a traditional-looking striker, like a Troy Deeney in the center, which would be a Jink Tosin or a Nias. And then you had Richarlison on the left, all right, which to me actually makes me think he may – I mean, because Richarlison – I didn't really see Richarlison as the kind of player that was running back to do a whole lot of – tracking back to play a lot of defense, you know, it was almost like it was more of a forward position, you know, which is interesting, which yeah. uh, which means maybe we're – I mean, honestly, that's uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I was going to suggest that DCL possibly go out on loan after this injury just to kind of get himself more uh, clinical, get used to, yeah. you know, and get, get stronger. I just thought that would be yeah. a good idea and bring in a different striker to come in. Uh, yeah. So whether or not that happens, we'll see. But uh, yeah, winger. Uh, it's going to depend on who they, how they approach it. Is this? I think you know. I, have, I was going to say. I think Theo Walcott will benefit massively if, if that is the case, and if the kind of role that he's given is that kind of forward role, where obviously we know, I think it's kind of within Theo's character to put a defensive shift in because he does mm-hmm. work hard for the team, but. It's it's been a hot topic throughout Theo Walcott's career. Is you know what position is he best in, and mm-hmm. where does he where does he fit in? I mean, obviously, he's been playing alongside down the down the right, and he's he's always himself. He's always said he wanted to go at striker, and mm-hmm. you, you know yourself, Jerry. Uh, quite a while ago, I suggested I'd love to see us try and take this kind of rotating three approach. I think you you can only look and marvel at the way Liverpool have kind of done it this year with Firmino, Salah, and Mane. So. As you say, they've kind of sent the be- set the benchmark, and I think it's quite often the case in the Premier League. The clubs will try and copy that and replicate it, and mm-hmm. I think that you know it's something that we should go for. So we've touched a little bit on striker. We've touched on winger, uh, which I actually, for some reason, I don't see those as being as big a needs as center back. Mm. I am I'm seeing a lot of depth, but not a lot of quality. You know, uh, I, I think right now we have no idea if we had to start two players. Uh, I mean, we can't start Jags every game. We, 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 we just can't. You know, he's older now. If we try to do that, he will be running the ground and he will. And, and I think we've all decided we're pretty much certain Williams is going. You know, I think we're 
pretty. So. Yeah. <laughs> something, something like that. It doesn't look like he's going to be getting much game time, though, does it? No. So I think uh, I, th- I feel like we need one more player, a starter, and I really hope it's LaSalle. I really because I, he just looks yeah. so strong. He looks so yeah, strong, he, man. He is brilliant, isn't he? Um, but him to start opposite either Holgate, Funes Mori, it could be Keane, could be Jags. I mean, just the idea of having depth like that would be nice. Um, yeah. I don't know if Keane – I feel like we talked about Keane needs a partner and to stick with that partner, and it needs to be the same formation the whole time, and it's the only yeah. way he's going to be stable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's an issue with versatility, isn't it, with Keane? He can't really adapt to different systems. and Yeah. As we've said here, I think it might just be kind of first season jitters where he's been given a lot of responsibility too soon and yeah. expected to to perform at such a higher level and has had more demanded of him than what he had when he was at Burnley. But I think the the if you were to ask me where I feel Everton's biggest needs are, I think it's the central positions in general. I think centre back and central midfield because how many times this season have we looked massively overrun in the centre of that midfield? Particularly when Morgan Schneiderlin took a dip in form, I think we were greatly exposed there. So central midfield's also another position where I feel like we need strength in depth. Yeah, want to get that to that in a minute, but that's a big one. You're right. Um, so uh, Tom, if you had to pick Holgate, Funes Mori, Keane, or Jags to be a starter to partner up with a new center back, could be Lascelles, whoever, somebody who's just great. Who would you pick out of uh, those four? One of them to one of them to go with a new a new player, yeah. yeah. Um, I think our best centre back last season was Jagielka, but obviously next year he's another year older, so mm-hmm. you can't rely on him as much anymore. Holgate showed promise at times with Williams, which was weird because Williams wasn't the best. Yeah. But um, I think Michael Keane, I think towards the end of the season, he kind of looked more more assured next to Jagielka, and he he'd be the one for me. I think we need to give him a chance because he was shaky. He was as bad as the others at times, but they were all pretty awful. I think in a team like that, it was it was difficult for him, but I think he should be given a chance again next season. I don't think it'll happen, but I would say Holgate and rotate with Jags just because I, I just think Holgate is awesome. Yeah, you he's know, fantastic. He, he just looks so composed for a he's young a, he's guy. A, he's just well, unflappable. I did a lot, because obviously when I was doing going through the player grades, I'm thinking about it, you know, what is it that makes Colgate so great? And he's, he, he's such a classy player to watch. As you say, he's kind of got this maturity that oozes out of him, isn't he, really? For such a young player, it's great to see how composed he is when he's on the ball. And I've said a long time, I, I feel like he should be, the, you know, the first centre-back on the team sheet. Probably not the best decision, in the in the derby to to shove Firmino into the stands, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> uh, but whatever. It's I'm wondering in a few years if he is still doing that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to touch that subject right now though, because that gets <laughs> really complicated really quickly. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, we all agree we need at least one center back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think we need to get rid of one. If not more center backs, you know, I think you could see Pennington going, despite the new contract. I think you could see Browning going. You could see Williams going. Now, uh, possibly Funes Mori, depending on how well he gets along with uh, whoever the new manager is. Mm-hmm. So, um, here's one that we haven't gotten into yet that no one, everybody seems to be completely ignoring. Okay, 
Robles is leaving. He has to. Mm. Steck, I'm still wondering if he's really a backup keeper quality right now. You know what I mean? Like, is he a Premier League quality keeper yet? still? Because he's getting older. We may need a backup keeper. Very possible. I mean, there are teams. There are teams in the top six that have four keepers on their first team. No yeah. kidding. That's a thing. Uh, I think one has two, but I, yeah, it's one of those things. I, I think if Steck leaves, we well, we absolutely have to purchase someone to that's comfortable with being a backup. You yeah, know? I think that, what you, what you said there about obviously the, the amounts of keepers the top six clubs have, but it's not just that. It's you know the top six clubs. They you know the substitute keeper is always someone that can keep the start and keep it on the toes. Yes, and yeah. that's something that I don't think we saw at Everton for a long, long time, with the exception of the kind of Howard Joel debate that went on when Howard was being played and played and played when he clearly needed a rest. Mm-hmm. As you say, obviously, I think everyone's so pleased with Pickford. The kind of, the, the depth of, of your goalkeeping options is often overlooked. But yeah, I agree, definitely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, same as what Max was saying, really. I think if you look at some of those top sides, there's substitute cheap keeper. We're getting most of the Premier League sides, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, we haven't had for a while, and um, we, we probably do need. And if, if it means investing some more money, then it'll be worth it. Because as as amazing as Pickford is, obviously he's he's human, and uh, I think there needs to be someone just behind him helping him along. And Steck yeah. on Biggs had his day, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. It's just something that I feel like no one is mentioning. Everybody's talking about our needs, and we. I I think we need an additional one more keeper. Uh, somebody, and the, the crazy thing is, we're not in a position where we're like uh, one of those. Uh, we can't we can't provide European football right now, mm. we, so we can't really do that. So we have to find someone who's willing to pro, to to not be a starter, someone who's willing to sit on the bench. So either a veteran or somebody really young with promise. Yeah, that's uh, and and that's that's going to be tough. That's not the easiest. I mean, we were recently linked with. Uh, uh, a keeper in La Liga, and I, I think that guy's going to want to be a starter wherever he goes. Mm. I just don't see that one happening, you know. So yeah, that's. I think that's going to be. It's not going to be an easy one. Um, center mid. All right. When you look at our starting eleven that we came up with last week, the one that really pops out at you is Kieran Dowell. Somehow, Kieran Dowell gets into our top eleven, and that is weird. Okay, I don't see yeah. how that really happens this coming year. I don't think it will happen, frankly. I think we need a number eight type player, someone who's kind of more of a box to box, someone who can uh, bring the ball forward and distribute. All right, and yeah. I we don't really. I think it's close to what Tom Davies is. Close, <sighs> but I feel like it needs to be someone more physical. Mm. You know, and someone who's going to give the ball away less because he's still really naive about possession. Still. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of discussion about Benigni as well, isn't there? Obviously, he's recently signed a, a four-year contract, and mm-hmm. some people are thinking, you know, he's more than capable of stepping in. However, the I think we need to bring someone in who's obviously going to, you know, hit the ground running and almost kind of produce as soon as he pulls on the blue shirt, almost. Mm-hmm. So, 
I do feel like it, it is an area that needs investment, and it's an, it, the, the, as you, it seems to be a, a reoccurring theme when you talk about any position, really, but the, the quality of the player who comes in needs to be someone that can kind of challenge the, the level of the top six. I, I, there's a certain there's a certain lad of Sampdoria. He's only a young lad. Uruguayan is I think his name his name's Lucas Torreira. I was having a little look at him and seen a few of games of his this season in Italy, and he, he looks like a fantastic prospect who who seemed to be one of these young players that produce. You know, he gets his goals and he gets his assists, and not many young players do that really. I mean, you hear all kinds of stories and whispers of of wonder kids but when you look at the statistics and the contribution to the team they don't really amount for much so I think if we are going to take the route of going down and, and bringing a young player in that they need to be someone that can impact the team straight away. There is a player we just recently got linked with along with Spurs called Basuma at Lille. Oh I yeah. I watched some of his stuff I watched I did like a, one of those uh it's like the every time he touched the ball in one of his matches this past season he looks exactly like what we would need. He is a physical guy. He's not the tallest guy. He's like 5'11", but he's physical. And he's from Mali. Uh, good passer. He can pick a pass from range. He, he pushes the ball forward. He looks exactly what we need. But I don't mm. know. That could have been somebody Steve Walsh was interested in and not bronze. So that may be yeah. something that's never going to happen. But that was when you were describing that type of player, I was like, ah, that's exactly yeah. it was somebody who will get back there and pull a little bit of a just a gay and and actually be strong in the back and uh, you know dispossess and then push forward and find some through balls. He's just a good passer and he's 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 in control. I like him a lot. He, I, he that video was so long because he was on the ball so much in that game mm. and he scored. Uh, he cracked one from range. It looked good. Yeah. I, I wish we'd go for him, but it does appear that we're not the only ones who are interested, if we're still interested. So, uh, Tom, what are you thinking about – where where were we just then? Were we still – we were talking about center mids. Yeah, I think it's interesting how we are in for a center mid, and we do need one because last year, if you, if you looked at, like, wasn't the transfer window last year, we were selling a lot of people around that area, maybe a, f- a few of them may be number 10s, but around the central midfield area. And around that time as well, there was a lot – of promising central midfielders coming through the under-23 side. Mm. And a lot of them will be pushed out to different positions because there were so many central midfielders. So it's it's, it's funny that we're kind of in, in for another centre mid now because we, we did have so many ideas last year, but now we see we seem to have, have to need a new one, which is which is interesting. But I think someone combative who can also who can take take it forward as well as uh, dispossess, as you were saying, I think it's, someone like that is, is needed because uh, we can't keep... Keep keep uh, giving the youngsters a chance. Obviously, the youngsters are coming forward very well. I think Beningame and Davis have, have been very promising. But for a club that wants to be of the top level, we need we need a bit of immediacy, really, a bit of uh, something that can come straight into the squad and take for, take us forward. Hey Max, what if I propose we sell Schneiderlin and bring in this player that we're talking about? What do you think of that? Mm, that, <laughs> I, I've, I've got to him. Um, I think I've got to just accept it now, haven't I? Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, that's, that's honestly, different. I, I, right. I've just got to accept it. I mean, I know, I know the, the the William Carvalho yeah. rumors just ahead again, and I'm I'm a big admirer of him, and I'd love to see him play for Everton. But of course, if that means selling me my man crush, then I'll be sad to see him go. But he's added to the I'm curious as to if those rumors are legit. I have mm. no idea. You know. Rumors. Right now, 
one out of every ten might might be true. Um, so yeah, that would that's we have a uh, yeah dire need of a center mid. We talked about strikers a little bit and how we we feel like we need to bring someone in. It's not. I will say, uh, if we bring in some wingers, okay, we're not in the worst position with strikers. It's not the worst because we do we do have three strikers that have scored goals this season, and they mm. they are very different players. Okay, uh, so it's not the worst thing. But as far as I mean, it would oh gosh, how great it would be if if Sandro decided, hey, I want to stop being a jerk, and I'll actually want to work hard. He would be the different. He would be different. He would be something different for those strikers. You know, Ugh, mm. but I don't see that happening. So, no. so yeah. Um, <laughs> lastly, there are uh, I mentioned the possibility of a, a center, a, a, a number ten, another n- another number ten coming, and <laughs> uh, center attacking mid. Somebody, and I, basically Zayek type of player. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Someone, uh, someone with the magic, you know, someone who can yeah. actually, you know, who has that vision, combi- combines well in space. Uh, Highly skilled. I, I feel like we, we need a player like that. Uh, Yassin Brahimi. You know, somebody yeah. like that. That wouldn't be a, a bad idea. He would be, uh, whoever it would be, it would be someone who Sigurdsson is not. You know, Sigurdsson is skilled and has a good eye for a pass, but he's not particularly uh, good in, from five yards away. You know what I mean? That first, yeah. he's yeah. not super quick. You know, and that, I feel like we could do that if we bring, if Clausen leaves, which it would not surprise me if he leaves. Not mm. at all, you know. Mm. I don't know if he jives with uh, uh, Silva's system if it's Silva. So yeah, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, lastly, right back. Coleman, Kenny. Uh, beyond that, we've got uh, uh, Colin Connolly. Yeah. Uh, who else? Cuco Martina. Yeah, Cuco Martina, who who might be the one of the two that stay. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, I, I our depth is not bad at right back. It's not the worst. Mm. You know, I'm personally would I personally would be kind of up for Martina moving on and Kenny being our backup. But that's noticed. I don't want to disrespect Cuco because he did work really hard, but just not all that much moving forward. Just no. not a lot. So, and do not play him on the left. No, <laughs> ever. No. So. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, we have a lot of positions of need, guys. Um, I, it would not surprise me for us to buy a, a left back, a center back, a keeper, a wing, a center mid, and a striker. I mean, that's bringing in six. Not even that's not even thinking about uh, bringing in a, a number ten of any sort. All mm. right, that would be seven if we did that, which is absurd. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. You know, if we're if we, it's the purge, this is the Everton purge. It is. You know, gonna have to see how deep Mercedes' pockets are. No. <laughs> yeah, and and how many people get moved on? You yeah. know, we could see, we, you know, we could see a Schneiderlin, we could see a Clausen, we could see uh, oh, Sandro oh, Williams, Besic. I was gonna say, yeah. Also, we got Mo Besic in there as well. Mm-hmm. I I feel like he he should be given a fair crack of the whip at centre midfield, particularly after the impact he's had in this Borussia. I'd be curious to see how he would do. Uh, I always see him as, as playing a similar role as Agana, though. You know what I mean? Uh, but I do feel like I feel like he's a better passer than Ghana in terms of yeah. long range. 
uh, yeah. kind of spraying the ball out wide. I, why do I think that? I don't know. Bessage is a really strange player, and I think he kind of deserves a, a, a video of his own, really, because I think he's kind of got this skill set that sometimes he can express, but sometimes he kind of gets overrun and caught up, and obviously that's where the kind of the last day's tackles and the frustration comes in, yep. and he can't always, you know, ping these brilliant 30-yard balls like he did when he first pulled on the shirt against Porto. But, um, yeah, I, I could see him coming back in. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him sold because I think he's a he's a proper Everton player. Like mm. you, you don't see like too many of them coming in. Like some of the new signings aren't like proper Everton players, but he he's been there a couple of seasons and he's definitely want to like fully throw himself in there and fully commit to a club. And I'd like to see him sold and fully commit to Middlesbrough because he could do that for Everton. It's just difficult to see what role really because you don't want a, another defensive midfielder when Gay is obviously so good there. And I don't think he's a centre back where he mm. was played a couple of times last season as well. So yeah, I look at uh, the position he plays. That kind of centre mid, more on the defensive side. Mm. Beningamy, Gay, uh, Schneiderlin. New new signing, so I think if we sell Schneiderlin, it could be a situation where we're keeping Bessage. Mm. You know, but do we need four? A lot of clubs have have three, but some have four. You know what I mean? That that, that position. So I guess we'll see. I love him. I think he's awesome. But if he's preventing Beningami from coming through, I prefer Beningami as a player. I just do. I think he's maybe a little more limited in his passing than Bessage, but he's got better speed. So yeah, fair shows, guys. So uh, squad analysis conclusions. A lot. We need a lot, everybody. Yeah. It's we are uh, we're struggling. If you look, just look at the quality of our depth. It's not great. Overall, we our depth is not great at all. Um, yeah. Good luck, bronze. Hi. <laughs> should be solved. It should be solved over the summer. Or at least, or at in, least, moved in the in, right direction. In, you know? in part, I feel like we're going in the right direction anyway. Mm-hmm. But in part, I think we should start seeing the right moves come to fruition. Almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, be curious as to which of the signings from last last summer gets sold this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess that is it for our squad analysis, and that is it for the big show. If you are listening via podcast. Thank you. Yeah, just say it. Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast and rate it if you can. Maybe write a kind review. Say, Tom was great. Bring him back more. You know, something like that. I'm going to say, don't worry. (laughs) Also, uh, please uh, subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. We're hovering between 700 and 800 subs, uh, slowly crawling upward. Thank you. We'd like to keep doing this. And the more subs we get, the more we can do this. Just saying. Um, Please check out uh, Tom's work. Uh, You'll see his videos uh, with the Liverpool Echo. Uh, He's with the uh, EFC Jury, so check his stuff out. Uh, Also, Max has analysis on the Toffee Blues website. There will be an article very similar to what we just did, except it's going to be all Max's thoughts. Okay? Mm. So it's going to be all about Schneiderlin. Just saying. All right. <laughs> also, please check out just check out the uh, the Toffee Blues uh, website in general. A lot of analysis. There's good stuff there. Uh, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm done with the plugging. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, it's exhausting. All right, uh, for uh, for Tom, for Max, for Jerry, thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Good to talk. As always. All yeah. right. All right. Bye.